Okay. okay. So I want to ask you before we start. Sure. Do you, where do you keep your tissues? For like sneezing or yes. jacking off or what are we talking about here? <laughs> um, for sneezing, you know, the common area tissues. Uh, well, I got some in my living area on an end table and then I have some at the edge of the living area entering the hallway on a table. On a table. Where people like, can find them and reach yeah, them and use them. Yeah, just just like a little end table. Now, I don't have like one of those fancy crocheted or knitted whatever boxes that I put them no. in. No. Right. I just pop open the top and pull one out and yeah. let them sit there. Dylan frequently takes them into his bedroom because he blows his nose constantly. And so <laughs> I have to replace them a lot. Blow, blows his nose, huh? No, I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. <laughs> Because <laughs> in the bathroom, he'll do it with toilet paper, and God, if we go through so much toilet paper, he'll wad it up like around his hand, wrap it around his hand eight times to blow his nose. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the bathroom garbage always filled is always filled with essentially mini rolls of toilet paper. That's way too much toilet paper for blowing your nose. And then he went to the store couple days ago to buy some groceries and for whatever reason and good for him to his credit he decided to buy some household supplies he paid nine bucks for this like four pack of fucking toilet paper that's like made for like rvs or some shit right yeah and he's like well they were all nine dollars and i'm like yeah probably but but i'm sure most of them had a lot more toilet paper in them than that (laughs) but i didn't want to bust his balls too much because he tried i guess um, well, yeah, anyway, where so, do you keep your tissues? What's, what's, the... I don't know when the, uh, that just seems like a lot. I, I don't know. I, before, hold on now. That's way too much toilet paper for blowing uh, your nose. Cause no, it is when you're blowing your nose, you only need like three squares and you fold yeah. them in half and that's yeah. one tissue. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It's it's been a thing for his whole life, and I just finally got tired of <laughs> fighting it, so I just accepted it. What about when you like? <clears throat> okay, question now. Now, now I'll tell you why I asked this question. In a minute, okay, but but before we get there, when when you're just um, you know, wiping yourself, how much do you use? Do you do you pull okay. out a bunch an arm's length? And then fold it over, and then pull out more, or just, just, okay. just the one arm's length. Okay, so after I poop and I'm wiping my ass, I yes. use probably way too much. So there's that. Uh, I don't know that I measured out an arm's length. I've, I unroll quite a bit, and then I kind of fold it on top of each other, right? Or wad it, or wad it up, whichever. Right, I don't right. like wrap it around my hand or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't want to get any poop on my hands. It makes me, like, it's disgusting. So I, like, put this barrier on there to make sure that doesn't happen. And That's I, what washing your hands is for. But then I still scrub my hands for, like, two minutes. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a long time, but that's a long time. I have a, it's not just poop. Um, I hate, I hate lotion on my hands. Like, like in my 
you know, job and whatever, if I get like mayonnaise or mustard on my hands, it like, yeah, I, sometimes it'll make me puke. Like seriously. Oh, I mean, I don't like it, but I wouldn't, I don't have that reaction to it. Yeah, no, it's weird. So like, (laughs) you know, so obviously I wear gloves most of the time when I work with that stuff, but sometimes like if you're making like a, uh, I don't know potato salad or something like that you're like mixing it up with your hands you got to take your gloves off so you're gonna have to like get a little bit on your wrist right like from taking that first glove off yeah now sometimes i will take a spoon and like hold the the mouth end and then slide the other end under the glove so so that i don't (laughs) have to deal with that no it's a thing like it's just another one of my quirks yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you ever use paper towels to blow your nose? Yeah, if that I mean, yeah, if there's nothing else. I do it at work all the time. I do it at work, yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. Sometimes I will, when I have my epic sneezing fits, I will just go into the bathroom and have my sneezing fit and blow my nose. Because I'm constantly blowing my nose and still sneezing and blowing my nose and sneezing. And I have to bring my water in because the two remedies for me to get me to stop sneezing are blowing my nose and drinking water. It's the only thing that really ever works. I feel like if I was already in the bathroom, I'd just use toilet paper instead of a paper towel to blow my nose. Well, the bathroom at work, there's one stall. I don't want to take up the stall to blow my nose. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So... I use toilet paper at home all the time for a reason. Do you want to know the reason? Because you can never find the tissues. Because the tissues, according to my wife, tissues do not belong out in the open. The tissues stay in a closet, in cleaning closet, tucked away, like full arm's length into the closet. Wow. Well, you don't go through as many that way, I suppose. We definitely don't. Okay. But we go through a lot of toilet paper and, and paper towels. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, that seems like... So like... I was cursing her out just 20 minutes ago when I was having my sneezing fit tonight because I'm just like, what the fuck? I should just be able to reach in and grab some tissues. I should be, not reach in. I should just be able to grab some tissues wherever yeah. the hell I am, wherever Especially... I want. Given your condition, you think that you would have those things all right. over the house. So here's yeah, what you do. That's the thing. Me. She never sneezes. She never sneezes. When she does sneeze, it's a little yeah. tiny thing, and she never actually has to blow her nose. Well, I think people in general, when they're not the ones experiencing something, they have a hard time understanding how. Right. Um, but here's what you do. I got a solution for you, because I am always forward thinking, and I would hate to see this tissue issue. devolve into something that you guys can't get past. So you got to go get yourself a couple of those nasty old red bandanas, handkerchiefs, just carry them in your pocket. (laughs) Like the old farmers and keep reusing them to have a handkerchief. And she talks about how gross it was all the time. So this would absolutely drive her nuts. Keep reusing it until she understands the necessity to have disposable tissues at a place of convenience. 
And, exactly. and like, I think that's a great after, idea. after you've been using one six or eight hours one day, like walk up to her and be like, oh, you got something on your face and pull it out and then like wipe something off her face. And that'll, that'll be the end of the hidden tissues. <laughs> I should be like a marriage counselor. I really should. I'm so good at it. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, that's um, funny. The little things. Yeah, so free the tissues. Yep, I agree. Free like, the tissues. It's like having a fire extinguisher in your storage shed when you need it under your sink or something. Right. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like, um, it's like so a guess traffic what? jam when you're already late. <laughs> so guess, guess what? The show um, has already started. We're not even going to do the second countdown. We're just... We're in it. Okay. That, We're doing yeah, that it. Was a, that was a good cold opening. <laughs> I, I just I just wish we had some way to talk further about tissues. Of course. We have a podcast. Oh, right. We do. It's been a while, but we do. We do. We ain't <laughs> dead. We're still in <laughs> So, while we're uh, bashing on significant others, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. <laughs> this obviously won't release on Mother's Day, but we're recording on Mother's Day. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, here's an idea. Just, just make a bunch of those tissue roses and leave them all over the house, and then you could... Un- unwrap those that's a great idea actually yeah the dog will eat them though that's the problem see the problem is daniel you are focused on the problem not the solution (laughs) the solution is is what's the solution to the dog eating all the tissues because he will um, he'll eat the dog get get the dog a bandana too So after you're done with your bandana for the day, tie it around the dog's neck, and then he, he can looks, sh- snack on that all day, and he will leave the tissues alone. He actually looks great in a bandana. I'm sure he does. He's bogey. Yep. Yes. Um. <sighs> no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't um, complain about my wife. She's she's wonderful. She's a great it's not mother. really. You weren't really complaining about your wife. It's a just a funny quirk that people have that are different. Mm-hmm. I, I think no, I've I was talked complaining about, about it. I mean, it's bullshit. It's, the tissues should be out in the open. <laughs> and the worst <laughs> thing was that the tissues were not only in the closet, an arm's length inside the closet behind Swiffer, wet jet, and frickin' broom, and, and next to the Clorox wipes. They were... Oh, could you imagine? There was... A bag of napkins and plastic silverware on top of them. On top of the tissues. I had to take those off before I could blow my nose. My nose is dripping. I've got snot dripping out of my nose. And I had to open a closet, reach two feet in, and knock stuff off of them before I could blow my nose. Snot is running down his nose. How is that? How does that make any sense whatsoever? I feel like 
I feel like I need to get Coley's side to this because I bet you there's some <laughs> explanation. She's she going to be so mad when she hears this. Um, <laughs> or she will share anecdotally something that you do that seems illogical to most people. Oh, that's how is, that's gonna go. I mean, there's plenty of that. Yeah, there's of course there is. We all we all got our thing. But can I ask, like, what is what is what does she not like about the tissues being out? Just because they're like, I, I mean, don't do know. Do you have I, other? Do you have knickknacks and other things on tables? No, she doesn't like people to know when people come over. She does not like to them to know that we actually live here. You know. Okay. <clears throat> so do you have you have pictures on the walls and stuff, right? Yes, we do. You do you have like Okay, so okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Um cool. We just she doesn't so tissues are tacky. It's tacky to have tissues out, I think. Well maybe you should get one of those those knitted boxes to cover it up then. I can I can guarantee that would be even worse. That, of course that, it would. That would be of course worse. it would. But <laughs> I have, uh, speaking of Coley, though, I what I was going to open today's show with was my dream I had last night, which felt like it lasted the entire night, and maybe it did, even after I, like, got up and went to the bathroom. I even, like, played a video game and then went back and snuggled with Coley, and I feel like I had the same dream again. So, what... My dream, because it was just bothering me all night, right? So even when in my waking hours, I felt like I was like stressed about this dream because it made me feel so crappy about myself. And it was your fault, actually. Mine. Yep. So I was just about to say, Daniel, you really don't need a dream to feel crappy about yourself. <laughs> but I was going to hold back and be nice. But now after you said this is my fault, I, I have to listen to what you have to say before I can get the proper insult. But I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because <clears throat> because you're a better gift giver than I am. So Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah. So my dream was that I we got Coley uh, a Cape Cod necklace for yeah. Mother's Day. And okay. she's what she wanted. She, she liked it and uh Quinn we you know gave her a card and and we got her some like cinnamon saltwater taffy because that's her favorite flavor is the red hot cinnamon and okay. and a stuffed lobster like a little you know little tiny stuffed lobster thing okay like a it. like a like a stuffy not like yeah an order of stuffed lobster from the no no seaside sea shack this is all from like Cape Cod we got all okay. this stuff in Cape Cod last weekend. So, okay. um, so, so we got all that and I was going to be putting it together in the morning. So in my dream, I gave her that stuff and she loved it, but you were living with us at the <laughs> time in this dream. So, <clears throat> so you're living with us in our house and I give her that stuff and she says, Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. And then like, you bust in the door with like all this shit and it's all the most thoughtful stuff. You're like, well, the other day you were talking about how you really wanted this. So I got you this. And then you were like, 
Oh, and I know that this is your favorite color, so I got you this. And, oh, I know this is your favorite flower, so I got you these flowers. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? See, I wouldn't have had to said those things. It just would have been understood. But you're right. Um, <laughs> there probably would have been some sort of spa package in there as well. Maybe, you know, just a massage. Uh, gift she loved it. For, for, like, her and her, her bestie to go get dinner and, like, a, a, you know, all babysit. Daniel and Coley while you go with your friend. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think what you gave her was actually a pretty good gift, Daniel. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yes. So I I feel like the, the idea of me living with you comes up more frequently than it probably should. <laughs> am I going to be like that, that deadbeat uncle that loses everything again and has to re- will end up like a sitcom? I'll be living in the attic or the basement. <laughs> I mean, we have been watching a lot of Fuller House, so it sounds yeah. similar. You? Yeah. No. I, yeah, I guess it does come up a little too too often. I don't know about too often, just frequently, I guess. I didn't mean <laughs> to make it sound like it was a bad thing. I think we'd make a happy family. Why not? Sure. Yeah. But I would never try to upstage you in front of your wife. You would basically, you would be the Kimmy Gibbler. When it comes to something like that. I would upstage Mm -hmm. you in other areas, or at least try to. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kimmy Gibbler. So So what's new with you? I'm I'm sorry about your dream. Did she enjoy her Mother's Day gifts, though? She did. She did. And we went to brunch at this kind of... Uh, this nice wedding venue nearby, but um, paid way more than we should have for this brunch because it was really not good. It was it was not great. It's hard. Yeah. I get it though. It's hard to do brunch for. I don't know. There was probably two hundred plus people in the dining room. So was it like a sit and serve brunch or like a buffet style brunch? Buffet. So here's my hot take on that, Daniel. Yeah, that's And actually, I, w- I want to circle back to the mat to uh, sneezing with this conversation also. I think COVID killed <laughs> okay. the Mother's Day and Easter Day meal. Like, just killed it. Because on Easter, um, this girl I've been dating, Melissa, and my girls went to a Easter brunch buffet at the Holiday Inn in Great Falls. And her dad paid, so I'm not going to complain about the price. Actually, no, I ended up paying. We had to fight over that. Anyway, um, and it was just not great for like $35 a plate. Like, I don't know. It was not what it yeah. used to be. Right. I think back to, to A, when I was in the restaurant and hotel industry, the brunches that, that I would conduct or that we would put on as a you know business, they were fantastic compared to these. And they were like $18. Of course, that was a long time ago. I'll give yeah. them that. Um, but I'd been to some of these types of things. I think we went to like a mother's day brunch in like 2019 and it was still pretty good. And I don't know. I, I feel like people got lazy after COVID. They like just took shortcuts and everybody just accepted it. So that's my hot take on the brunches. Also, did you know, like for the first year of masking at the hospital, there was such a shortage on masks if we were to sneeze into our mask, we had to keep wearing it. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. You were supposed to try to take it off and sneeze into your elbow and blah, 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 blah. But if you couldn't. Yeah, sometimes it just sneaks up on you. You can't. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just sneeze so hard. It just sneaks up on you so bad. You, you, you just snot everywhere. And it's like a real inconvenience if you have to reach into a closet to get tissues. Yeah, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe you should just start carrying masks in your pocket and blow your nose in those. Yeah, just <laughs> always wear a mask so I can just now. Now there's plenty it. of masks. Yeah, it was like I think masking became mandatory in healthcare in July because I remember I was on vacation when I got the message. Um, maybe that was testing. Masking might have been. Yeah, that was testing. Masking was earlier. It was probably like April or May. But and now it's it's not anymore. It's tricky now. It still is. At least for a critical access hospital per CMS guidelines, uh. if your county has a high positive, not positivity rate, transmission rate. It's, okay. That's confusing. But anyway, but there was such a shortage for like the first year. I think I had like maybe six masks, six different masks. Like you were supposed, you were expected to use them for at least 30 days, but asked to use them longer if you could. Isn't that gotcha. disgusting? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's and nasty. I think I developed allergies during that time because I never used to have seasonal allergies, and now oh, I'm really? like a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, I I developed seasonal allergies probably in my twenties, early twenties. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, could just be coincidence, but yeah, Porquin anyway. already has them. It's awful. Yeah. Um. So Mother's Day brunch, yeah. What else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it's fine. It was just not worth. I mean, all total, we paid. It was it was like two seventy five for six people. Like you, Quinn, your mom, her mom, your dad, Coley. Yep. Yeah. Did you at um, least get a free free mimosa? I didn't. Just the moms did. That's some bullshit right there. Yep. But I mean, I guess I did technically because my dad paid for a mimosa for me and a Bloody Mary for him. So, okay. Hi. hi. Speaking of moms, hi. Oh, hi. You're done with your schoolwork. I am. Good. We haven't been talking about you at all on the podcast. Oh, that's too bad. You should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Coley. How are you? He said, hi, Coley. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> she can't hear you. Um, tell tell he her happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Oh, thank you, Jerry. Of course. And you tell her rest. rest that was very sweet. Tell her rest assured if I lived with you, I would have got you a better gift than Daniel did. He said, rest assured if he lived with us, he would have gotten you a better gift than I did. I know. And then the worst thing was that, yeah. Right, right after I tell her about this dream, you text her Happy Mother's Day. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking course he did. It was like two minutes after, after you told me about the dream, too. It was perfect timing. That's great. Uh-huh. Good job. Good job, Jeremy. Hey, uh, yeah. Back up. Yeah. Bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch TV. Have a good um, episode. Thanks. So you remember a few weeks ago when I told you about this this course I had to take for my work? 
Yeah. I want to, yeah. I, I've yeah, been yeah. actually busting my ass on that, and I'm doing really well. So I'm proud of myself, Daniel. No, that's so, great. Yeah. No, it was always going to be easy once I just decided to actually do it. To <laughs> apply yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you asked what's been going on with me. So yesterday, yeah. <clears throat> I, Melissa, and I drove to, have you ever heard of the million dollar, they call it the million dollar fuck up in Montana? No. And no. it's really more like a $364 million fuck up. But okay. in like the early 70s, okay. the government had decided to build some, there's an acronym for it, like P-A-R-C-S, some sort of like radar Park center. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Oh, because I just spelled oh, it. Because you just <laughs> spelled it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um that's oh, hilarious. So, out in the middle of this farmland, in the middle of nowhere, between on the back way between Conrad, Montana, and like Chester, Montana, there is this gigantic concrete structure with 10 feet thick walls. And I've known it was out there, and I've driven by it once before, but yesterday we decided to actually just drive to it. So it's on private land now, but you can still get to it. Okay. And it was supposed to be some sort of radar center, and apparently there's a whole kinds of, all kinds of stuff underground as well, but that's been filled in. Like, you can't access it, but you can still go into this structure. And people do all the time. There was all kinds of nasty garbage and beer cans and shotgun shells and fucking bacon wrappers just weird shit in there right like you can tell kids party there all the time yeah um but it was massive i've never actually looked at it but so anyway, it's so like sorry is it like so it's abandoned yeah they just so in 1972 there was some sort of treaty with russia and in that agreement we were only allowed to have like one of those parks things in um huh in in the United States I guess and the one that they were building in North Dakota was already further along so they finished that one and they just completely abandoned this one and they ripped out all the infrastructure but they left the the shell the building itself because what do you do with with this building that's got 10 feet thick walls concrete and metal um and whatnot anyway there i saw this youtube video a while back about this woman that went out there and painted a bunch of murals and i only could see one i don't know if she did the rest on the roof i didn't bother going up on the roof because the bottoms of the stairwells were never completed so you have to like hoist yourself up to get to the first level of the stairwell wow and my fat ass wasn't about to do that. But <laughs> I was gonna say, I I don't I don't, I couldn't. But do there's that. all kinds of graffiti and and whatever out there. Um, but there's this one that you can see from the road, and it's huge. Is this cool cool that she did? Is this cool uh, Kurt Cobain um, painting? Cool. And nobody has uh, defaced that, which I think is pretty neat. Um, yeah. So. About 200 yards away from it, there's this little, like, you can tell it's like a man-made hill, right? And it's well-groomed, and you can't see on the top of it, but I'm sure there's a helicopter pad up there. Because huh. there's a windsock, and there's some lighting, 
And I'm like, that looks like it's still very well maintained and like in use. Cause the, if you know anything about the wind around here, like a windsock, you got to replace them like every three weeks. Cause they just get shredded. And it was like brand new looking and the lights looked like modernized and all that. So I'm super curious why they still have a functioning helicopter pad. The very clearly has a bunker below it because it's a super steep hill and they're not walking up and down that hill to get to the helicopter. And there's got to be stairs that go down into part of this vast underground system that's still in place. So I imagine there's still nuclear weapons in that area. They don't tell you exactly where they are, but at the same time, nothing's like closed off. There's no warnings. There's no like razor wire. The, um, place that has a helicopter pad has uh, a fence around it, but it's just like a tiny fence that you could easily climb. Are we going to get a call from the NSA? No. Regarding no, this episode? Anybody can that? drive out there. Okay. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. So <laughs> I just, I'm like, why? <laughs> why do they still have a working helicopter pad? Or why are they uh, keeping it? Good question. Anyway. Uh, Wow, interesting. I don't know. So that was cool. That's that's what's been going on with me, I guess. Work, children, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, no, let's tell me about tell me about baseball. So my oldest two daughters are in what they call T-ball, where they don't use a T. It's underhand pitch by the coach. Yes. Um they have the option to use the T, but nobody ever does. Um Ellie, my youngest daughter, who's five, is on a actual T-ball team. So they changed the rules this year. Previously, five through eight-year-olds were on this T-ball underhand pitch team. Yeah. And this year they decided, because I think they have a lot more kids, to do just a T-ball league for four- and five-year-olds. So they ended up getting like 38 kids, so they split – there's two teams and essentially there's no practices every Monday and Wednesday. They just play a game against each other. Um, to, you know, try to teach them fundamentals and it's pretty cool. But Ellie, she's been preparing to play on this team that her sisters were on. Cause that was the team she was supposed to be on. They were all throws three's going to be on there this year. Mm-hmm. So like she's, she's, she's more well seasoned than some of those kids. Let me put it that way. Right. Um, so she knows what to do when she gets the ball, right? She knows if she needs to go to first or second or whatever. And the first game, the first <laughs> game they had her playing pitcher and the first couple times and it's T balls and like four year olds, five year olds. So they're not hitting it hard off the tee. It's usually just puddling up, you know, right out of the batter's box. So the catcher wasn't doing anything. So she ran up and got it, threw it to first, and like nobody was there, nobody caught it. So she just started like running towards the ball every time and grabbing it and just tagging the runner out. <laughs> um. So the next game, like they they want they want everybody to play like every position, and obviously outfield yeah. and probably for the most part even like shortstop and and third base is kind of useless in in that level of t ball. Right. Catcher, pitcher, and first base are pretty much where the action's at. And there's no outs. So, like, if she tags these kids, it's not like they have to go, you know. They're still trying to teach them how to run bases and things like that. Right. Um. So, they put her at first base for the first time she was in the 
her team was in the outfield on the last game. <laughs> she was doing the same thing. So the coaches like drew a line on the infield of where she wasn't allowed to go past to get the ball because they want the other kids to learn how to do it. <laughs> and then they put her at catcher and like she like somebody would hit the ball off the tee and because there's no outs, the bases are essentially always loaded. Right. So as soon as they'd hit the ball, if it went like she would run right up to her line and wait for the ball to stop. And if it would go past her line, she would run back and she'd take the tee and throw it off the plate and stand right on the plate with her hand over like her, you know, glove out, <laughs> hoping somebody would throw her the ball so she could <laughs> take the, or it'd actually be a force out so she could step on the plates, but it just, just didn't quite work. Cause, um, well, because nobody ever got the ball and threw it to her. But it's super fun to watch, and it's cute. Yeah. And she she throws left-handed, and right. she can bat left or right-handed. I mean, yes, correct. But she's, for whatever reason, she's got a much more natural swing right-handed. So she she bats right-handed and does pretty good. Good. Um, good for her. And she's still not great at hitting off the tee because she's used to being underhand pitched to. But right. She's now question are you coaching i can't remember no i'm not coaching but i do go to all the practices and help out so the older girls are on the same team they were on last year that was you know super good and they're pretty good this year probably not as good as they were last year but they're pretty good um okay so they haven't lost a game yet but i go out to the practices and help out even if it's not my parenting days, because I'm allowed to do that. Because um, I just love being at the ball field. It's fun. And during the games, you can only have three coaches in the infield, you know, or, yeah. or three official coaches. And you can have a scorekeeper and a dugout person. Um, so, but, like, like, the coaches don't get mad at me if I yell at the kids to do something. Well, I not literally yell, but, you know correct the kids or, or, or coach them, so to speak. They're, they don't have any issue with that. Right. And during practices, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hands-on. So it's cool. It's fun. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it is. Glad to hear it. My nephew plays baseball and, uh, my niece also in New York. Um, they they play they play baseball in there. You know he's thirteen, but she's um, Quinn's age, a few a few months younger than Quinn, and it's maybe well she's like a year younger than Quinn I guess. But I just I'm glad that some kids are still playing baseball because I feel like. This younger generation baseball is just not as popular. Really? Maybe well, it's so, more rural, but yeah, it's huge here. Like, gosh. So maybe that's just it, right? Is that I feel like there was a wave where it felt like baseball was waning in popularity, and now, now it's back. That could be more popular. I mean, I, again. I wasn't connected to baseball for you know a younger kid baseball for. Dylan played one year. I mean, he tried one year. He didn't love it, so I didn't press it. Um, and 
we had to travel a lot. He played for Shoto, and we had to go all over the place to play other teams. Conrad, which is it's, – it's got about 1,000 more people than Shoto as far as population. So they're like yeah. 1,700. We're like 2,700. But we have the A's, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Wildcats, and the Angels. So we have five five teams for, of six to eight-year-olds just from Conrad. Um, I mean, they each have 14 okay. or 15 players. So that's quite a few. And then there's 38 four- and five-year-olds. Um, and then Valir, which is actually a tiny, tiny town, they have two teams. So the only teams we play from out of town are Valir and this year Dutton, which is also near us, has a team. But we don't have to go any further than like 20 miles to play a game ever. Where when Dylan played, even um, in 2011 or 12, whatever it was, we would have to drive 60, 70 miles sometimes to play a game. Yeah, see, I think that's just it. I think there was, I think it went in waves. There there was a generation where baseball was waning in popularity, and now that generation is like the people watching baseball, and that's why there's nobody watching baseball. And so I'm hoping... Then now, like the younger generation is more into baseball, yeah, and um, and baseball will start to have a bit of a resurgence, um, you know, from that. Yeah, like a, a domino effect. Yeah, right. Hopefully, I hope yeah. so too. Yep. But they'll they'll credit it to the pitch clock if it does happen. <laughs> yes, they'll they'll credit the pitch clock. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So what, what? What else is there to talk about? What else we um, got going on in the world? I don't know. I feel <laughs> like there's a whole lot that we've missed, but I don't know. I know it's been a while. Cause yeah. We 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 had to change our schedule up. People don't might not know this, but like we usually record on Thursdays. But Tuesdays. we. Uh, so, sorry, Tuesdays, but we had to change that because, um, well, because of baseball. Yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, I mean, I knew that I was going to have games Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I was hoping we could somehow just skirt it to Mondays. But yep. then the T-ball thing happened kind of at the last second, and they decided they were going to have their games on Mondays and Wednesdays. So, essentially... I'm at the ballpark every night, which I'm not complaining about because I love it there. Um, every weeknight, no. I should say. No, it's good. Yeah, great. So yes. Um, so you saw the you you saw the Mario movie. Peaches, peaches, peaches. Yes, I did. Um, and I stayed in. <laughs> so the the tiny little movie theater here. You, yeah. You, like you're gonna love this. Like the matinee is six fifty. Dylan Jeez. and I went last Sunday, and that's the only option. on. So they, they have one showing on Friday at 7, one showing on Saturday at 7, and a matinee on Sunday at, at 4 o'clock. Yep. Um, and even the Friday and Saturday showings, I think, are like 8 bucks. So it was $13 to get in, and, like, the popcorn and drinks here are, like, a dollar and $2. What? Um, so you can go. Yeah. So Dylan and I were able to go to a movie and get 
drinks and snacks for under 20 bucks or right at 20 oh my bucks. gosh and you get a punch card so like every 10th ticket you buy you get a free movie <sighs> that sounds so nice um yeah but it's pretty old school theater like they yeah. had to update the screen a few years ago like all the old theaters because of the digital age but yeah the seats are old they're not super comfortable i mean there are some downsides um but yeah, we went and saw Mario. But anyway, they had this little note taped to the the place where you bought tickets to the glass, mm-hmm. and it told us that there was a mid scene and a post scene, or mid credit scene and a post credit scene. So, I found that helpful. Oh, that is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I knew that because <coughs> of the internet, but you know where we saw the movie didn't tell us that and a lot of people left like most people left after the beginning scene you know the scene at the beginning of the credits and i was like oh no 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 we're staying yep yeah so dylan and i went i intended on going friday and taking the girls because they have wanted to see it right but um when I picked them up on Wednesday, they were like, guess what? And I'm like, what? And they're like, mommy said, if we're good, she'll take us to the theater <laughs> on her day, which would have been Saturday. So I was like, Oh, okay. So yeah. I could have been an asshole and took him anyway, but no, Daniel, <laughs> I texted her and I said, Hey, the kids mentioned that you were going to take them to see the Mario movie on Saturday. Is this correct? And, um, then I decided I better follow that up with something before she replied something like, it's none of your fucking business what I do with my kids. That's <laughs> what she would have done. So I followed up with saying mm-hmm. I had yeah. planned on taking them on Friday, but uh, they don't know that yet. So if you already told them you will take them on Saturday, then I will not take them on Friday. Right? Right. And she replied, yes, we have plans to go on Saturday. And I just said, okay. So she went. Okay. they went with her. Oh. So you saw it with Dylan. Yeah, on Sunday. But they didn't get to see the the scenes during the credits because they left. Oh, no. I know, right? Ugh. But that's okay. Um, but it was good. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was, it was, it was good. I mean, it was no The Last of Us, but it was good. It was serviceable. <laughs> It was entertaining. I thought the writing was pretty good and clever. The The animation was almost a little too much at times. Um, like, oh, like a lot going on, a lot of bright colors, which... Yeah. Is not great. I, know, I guess, I, yeah, I suppose I know what you mean. Yeah. I was... Yeah, it was fine. It was totally good. <laughs> it was, it, you know, but it is, it is just a wildly successful movie. It's a very wildly successful movie. It's, I thought all the voice acting was 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 great. I didn't think that anybody did a bad job. Um, yeah. Obviously, Jack Black Black stands out in just about everything he does. Uh, he was and so good. I couldn't figure out who Donkey Kong was during the movie. It was bu- bugging me. I don't know why I couldn't place it. And then once I saw, you know, Wait, what? Seth Rogen, I was like, I was like, duh. Yeah. I don't no. know. Man. Yeah. No. 
You mean no, it was stupid that I couldn't figure it out? Yes! <laughs> he literally does <laughs> the Seth Rogen laugh at one point. Well, I know that's what Dylan said. Jesus. Be nice, Daniel. God. I mean, See, if I, I mean, put myself just... out there and be vulnerable again. <laughs> and and he he just wait he he does the <laughs> like laugh I can't do it, obviously. I'm not Seth Rogan. But he does just the laugh that is Seth Rogan's laugh. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Jeez. Go ahead. Put me on blast. Do it. Yep. See if I can. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No, it was weird. Like, I knew who it was. I just couldn't place it. I don't know why. One of those moments, I suppose. Yeah. But it, You've seen it twice, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I have. Because Quinn really likes it. And I... Kind of just wanted to see it again, so we saw it again. I took we took her friend Venus to see it, who had also already seen it, but she wanted to see it too. So, so we did, we did. Well, no wonder it's yeah. making so much money. Everybody's seen it twice. Yeah, well, yeah, probably. And there wasn't a lot of competition. Like, there's nothing else kid friendly. Yeah, out there right now. So. Yeah, there was no real other family movies or even like movies in general that had a big um, advertising, whatever, marketing campaign. Right. But who wants to compete with Mario? Let's be honest. Do you think that this is like the beginning of the video game movie and adaptation thing? Like, because I've been waiting for a long time. I've I've just assumed that video games were the next frontier for Hollywood, and and that they would eventually take over the mantle from superhero films, from comics. Yeah, I mean, it seems like yeah. a natural evolution. And video game movies have tried in the past, obviously, and it's pretty famously understood that they, in general, are not great. Um, Uncharted was was good. I mean, it was okay. Mario's been was, was yeah, I would say was okay. Was better. Um, two yeah. different, completely types of movies, obviously. But yeah, I, I guess I could see that happening, and I hope it doesn't become over saturated or overused like the superhero movies became in my opinion like the superhero movies became i know there's people that disagree with that but just the marvel cinematic universe just by itself is just insane like it's too much yep it sure is and so i guess that's my other question is are video games gonna eventually become too much like do you think it's going to get to a point where we're we're sick of video game movies probably right oh yeah definitely like just like like the marvel movies i love the marvel movies at first yeah yeah i think if they yeah if they cash in on them which is what they're gonna do because that's what they do which they'll do yep it's probably yeah. going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I can't really predict when or how or whether it's going to be 
animated or live action or a combination of both. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think uh, there's been some pretty, pretty cool fan made Zelda stuff out there, live action. Like I would love to see a, a fantastically well made and acted Zelda. But do you give Link a voice? Like, does that piss people off? You know, obviously Mario talked way more in this than he does in any video game, and nobody seemed to have an issue with that. No, they uh, they they definitely got over that. Yeah, the, I think you know, the Chris Pratt thing. The well, I just mean like the characters, like yeah, Mario and Luigi don't talk that much in in the video games, right? Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the Pedro Pascal Mario Kart movie looks awesome, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, it, switching gears real quick, though. Um, yeah, Link needs to start talking in the Zelda games because I haven't played the new Zelda, the new, the new hotness is tears of the kingdom, the sequel to breath of the wild. Yes. And, um, link, the main character doesn't talk. And I've seen some videos of the beginning of that game. I watched like the first couple hours the other day while I was folding laundry and Zelda Chats and chats and chats and chats and chats. And Link doesn't say a damn word the whole time. And <laughs> and then I was also just like, I played the beginning of Breath of the Wild um, by myself uh, last night. And I was just like, you know, the, the guy, the old man who turns out to be Zelda's dad, um, is talking and talking and talking. And Link's not saying a one thing. I'm just like, man, this would this would all make a lot more sense if Link would just talk. I'm, well, sure. Like, I don't see why he doesn't at this point. He just needs to talk. And he's going to, in the film, they're going to make a film or TV show of it. They're going to. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so when they do, he's going to talk. He has to. He can't not. He has to. Yeah. So at that point, the Band-Aid's been pulled. Just... Start letting him talk. It's yeah, just ridiculous. Like, I think it's cool, and that, that there was a time where it made sense because I'm sure it all stemmed from, you know, graphic and memory capability at one point. Like, right? But, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose in the early Zelda games, like when it was all text, he never really had a lot to say. It was just like, I don't know, dots or whatever, if anything ever did come out. So maybe yeah. that's not it. Maybe it's just a creative vision. Um, well, it was sort of like he was the player avatar, you know, so he didn't need to yeah, talk. Correct. It was they wanted the player to feel like they were him. So um, it's sort of like Gordon Freeman in the Half-Life games. Yeah. But, but like when everybody else is talking... And that was the other thing. In the early Zelda games, it didn't matter so much because they didn't talk as much. Like it was the story was pretty minimal. You know, yes. there was some text and stuff, but for the most part, there wasn't a ton of talking. 
And yeah. so it didn't matter that he didn't talk. But now there's voice acting and they are talking a lot. Like there's there's a good hour or so prologue in this game that is all just story and talking. And yeah. it's just like why why is he not talking? Yeah. He should talk. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Like, could you imagine if, like, the character you played on played in and say, like, a Bethesda game never talked? That just wouldn't work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, but I, I could totally But even see... in those games, you can at least, like, choose how to yes, respond. Yes, yes, You can't exactly. even do that yeah, in that, Zelda. That's going to be my next point. Um, yeah, I agree. I do, yeah, but I definitely think there's going to be a Zelda series, movie, series of movies. I don't know. At some point, I could also totally see like a Skyrim, mm. Fallout type series, um, Mass Effect. Yeah, I could see this going a lot of different ways. They might even make um, uh, Star Wars movies and stuff off the video games, right? Like that could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I've been playing lately for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Is the uh, new Jedi Survivor. That is fun game. It's just fun to jump around and swing a lightsaber. All those games we just mentioned are like these huge, you know, big budget, huge titles. So I could see the video game industry just trying to outdo itself and it end up being like, those superhero movies where it's just nonstop ridiculous action and very little substance in between. Right. And I don't want that. (coughs) No, I don't want that either. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the Lord of the Rings movies, I have no idea what to expect of that, but I hope they're good. I hope they're good. Daniel. That'll be a while. And all of it is on hold, or at least going to be affected by the writer's strike. Correct. Which we're not taking part in, by the way, good listeners. We've decided that we will continue yeah, our to writers write our... Are, our writers are still working. They have to. Are solid. They're interns. Mm-hmm. They work, they work yep. for peanuts, literally. And they're the stale ones that have expired at the Amish store. That's right. And... And thankfully, the Musicians Guild is not on strike, though you wouldn't know it because we still haven't received our theme song. So We have not. We have not. Yeah. Dylan got a new guitar. Maybe that would be the motivation I should use. <laughs> just just a little something, Dylan. Just a little something. You got a new, new guitar? It's great. Yeah. yeah. He should come on the show sometime. Yeah, I told him that. He's working right now. I keep telling him that. Yeah, okay. Um, my mother-in-law uh, had a car almost hit her house this week. Oh, the car almost hit her house. Okay. Yeah, I just like, thought of that because medical emergency, drunk I, driver, <laughs> um, a dog got in, he was, put it in drive. Uh, I think the guy was under some sort of influence. Yeah. So, um, okay. She lives on this road that is a long straightaway, and people love to go really fast down it. Um, 
even uh, though the speed limit is 25. But she she is the second house on the right after the stop sign. Um, and there's she's at the end of the street. It's it's there is it's not like a stop. You know, it's, it it's not like the guy could have run the stop sign. He had to turn onto her road, and he turned onto her road, and somehow before by the time he got to her house, he was going about sixty, and. Uh, apparently was also distracted, said he was distracted, and um, ran into her, took out her mailbox and her garden out front and smashed into a telephone pole. Oh, geez. Yeah. And she was sitting in the living room watching TV, which she's her couch is on that side of the house so like if he had gotten even more distracted and s- swerved into her house he i mean she'd probably be dead yeah well, i mean just just like 10 feet to the right and she she would have been dead that's terrifying yeah well, i'm glad she's okay do you guys have not to change the subject but um you said stop signs. Do you guys have a lot of four-way stop signs there? Yes. Lots. Okay. Tons. Do you, especially do you, in this town specifically. We have a ton. So so they're the type where you the first person to put like you pull you you exit in the order that you stop, right? Regardless of, of what direction what direction you're turning. Do well, you find that that's how it's supposed well, to work, correct? Well, yeah, but yes. But if there's a tie, it's the person on the right. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yep. Tie goes to the runner. Duh. You, um, you know, counter. Do you find at other intersections or at just two-way stop signs that people have forgotten how to use those? All the time. I mean. Oh, it drives like me said, nuts. Especially in the town I live in. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate it. Like I'll pull up to like a, a stop sign where there's only two stop signs and like if I say I'm going to turn left, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a car coming, so I can't. But while I'm waiting for the car to pass, somebody will pull up on the other side to the other stop sign. I'm talking about a two-way. Yep. And they're turning the same direction, but they're not turning against traffic. They're turning into traffic. And it's their turn to go, not mine. Even though I stopped first because it's not a four-way stop sign. And But oh they're God, letting people- you go. Yeah, but then they get super pissed if you don't just go, and they're like wave you on and like flip yep. you off like you're an idiot. And it's yep. like, but, but so then, like, if it happens again, you're like, all right, clearly everybody thinks this is the wrong way, so you decide to just go. Then you find the person that actually knows how to use it, and then they get mad. I swear, there's, uh, I hate it. I hate it too. Like, they just need to make everything four way yeah. stop signs or nothing because there's so many of them in Montana that people do not know how to use normal stop signs anymore also they're putting roundabouts in the most ridiculous places here it makes zero sense oh my god i hate rural rural road in the middle of nowhere in a town that has like nine people and there's a (laughs) fucking roundabout why (laughs) so massachusetts has all roundabouts. Massachusetts just doesn't have four-way stop signs. They'll just put a roundabout instead. Okay. And I hate it. I hate it. 
There's no need. I would much rather just have a four-way stop. I don't yeah. like the roundabout. And people, if, if people don't know how to use a four-way stop, they definitely don't know how to use a rotary. And in Connecticut, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of them. But when they do put one in, it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's pointless. Like, I suppose I can understand a scenario where they might be convenient, but it's nothing that we need here. Like, nothing. Yep. That's that's my traffic rant for the day. <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what other traffic things can we rant about? Um, I don't know. I think that the band should have stayed together longer. I really (laughs) like Steve Winwood. Dear Mr. Fantasy is one of my all time favorite songs. Very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's see. What else? What else burns your biscuits, Daniel? What's, what's really grinding your gears these days? Uh, a lot of driving stuff definitely a lot of driving stuff like i drive on my way to work right and uh, obviously drive on my way to work but i have to get on the highway and there's this one specific spot on the highway where i'm coming off of this two lane um you know one one lane each way um regular road but it's a busy thoroughfare um and coming off of that onto a highway and every it leads onto the highway like it ends route six ends and you're you're getting onto route 384 and when you're getting onto 384 there's also route 44 and they're getting onto 384 so there's you're merging onto the highway there and all the time, I'll have somebody, usually in a big giant pickup truck, like on my ass, trying to get to where they're trying to go. And I have a car in front of me, and I can't get past them. And they won't move over, but also there's a car merging in the right lane. So you get in on the left lane, and there's a car merging in the right lane, and the and the car on the right lane is, is there, and I'm not going to move over because I don't want to get behind them and I don't want to cut them off. So I stay in the left lane for a little bit and then sometimes the car in front of me won't move over or they will. So the other day, like I'm driving and there's a car in front of me and this giant pickup behind me and the guy is on my ass, on my ass. And he's like wanting me to move over, but there's a car there's a line of cars right next to me. And like, I don't know what you expect me to do. I've got somebody in front of me. I've got a line of cars next to me. What do you expect from me? So then the car in front of me moves over, but I have to get past that car. Cause I know I'm going to be going faster than that car. Right? So I get past that car. But then I like to give some clearance. I don't want to just cut that car right and cut right in front of that car, right? So I get past that car, I leave a couple car lengths, and then I cut in front of them. Well, because I leave those few car lengths, the truck is like, well, that's my, he's not going to move over, so I'm just going to cut in there. 
and he cuts that car off and he cuts up to my right and when I see him doing that I'm like nope I'm moving over now so I move (laughs) over and cut him off while he's trying to turn into the right lane and then he moves back into the left lane and then flips me off as I'm driving in the right lane like no you're an asshole you drive like a douchebag and it's not my fault you're a jerk it happens sometimes to me all the time i can yeah i can i mean that we don't have that much heavy traffic like that here on our interstates and whatnot but i um i i will admit there's been times where like i've been going the speed limit and some asshole decides they need to pass me in a spot where they shouldn't and like I'll see a car coming that they can't quite see yet. And Daniel, there's been times where I've wanted to let them start to get by me and then hit the fucking mm-hmm. gas. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, God, that shit annoys me. But I don't. Right. I usually slow down because I don't want to end up in a freaking wreck. Um, The other thing that happens a lot here is farm equipment. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's legal for farm. In fact, they always have the right of way. It's legal for farm equipment to use the public highways, and they always have the right of way. And, oh, man. Um, you know, like normal sized tractors that can fit in a lane, that's not a big deal because you can usually find a spot to pass them pretty quickly. Yep. But those huge things that take up both lanes, like to where you have to almost go in the ditch, like if they're coming Ugh. at you and it's yep. almost impossible to pass them, God, those annoy the hell out of me. And yeah. I don't know if it's this way in Connecticut, but not long ago they passed this law or or clarified the law, I don't know. But motorcycles can drive between they can drive like between like if there's two lanes, they can drive in the middle regardless like any time. So really? and you don't see yeah, and you don't see them coming. So like all the time I mean, this fucking motorcycle, like, come flying by you in between you and this other car. And you're like, holy shit, that is fucking dangerous. But the law says if you run into them, no matter what, it's your fault. Like, no matter what. And I just think if I was on a motorcycle, I would not do that. No. That just seems stupid. I'm afraid of somebody just randomly opening their (laughs) car door. (laughs) Well, because, yeah, that's where you see it the most is really at intersections where people are stopped. So, like, they zip through to get to the front of the line, right? But, yeah. But even... The other day, I was driving, and somebody did that. Somebody in a motorcycle, but I was not at an intersection. I was on... So I was actually on Route 6, which they call Suicide 6 because a lot of people die on that. On that road, <laughs> not not like probably like if you looked at the numbers, relatively speaking, the percentage is probably very low. There's a lot of people traveling on that road, but people it drive fast and it is just two lanes. And the I've seen somebody die on there. Like I witnessed an accident, and the lady turned out she she did die. Um, so it's dangerous and it's, um, you know, double, double lines the whole way. There's no passing. And I'm driving the other day and these two motorcycles are 
just pass on my left in between on the double line. They're just riding on the double line, just driving past all the traffic. I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just an old man, I think. And I'm not, I'm not gonna risk my life like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an old man too. Okay. So let's see. (laughs) Not specifically driving related, but one other rant while we're ranting that I have. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, is okay so like i try to maintain my schedule and try to be very diligent when planning my like work schedule around my life right so that i don't have to whatever and obviously things come up that you can't control but so i um i'm supposed to work tomorrow until 2 30 and um thursday so Thursday, I had scheduled myself to work the early morning shift, but I also scheduled another gal to work the early morning shift. And I had told her that I'm just going to work on my schoolwork, but I'm going to get there early still so that I can, you know, get 10 hours in. Right? Whatever. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So then this dude comes to me and tells me that they're having a celebration for his grandpa or something that day. Or not that day, but like on Saturday. So he needs that day off. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, well, why don't you go ahead and take that day off? And I asked another lady, Leanne, I'm like, can you work Saturday? Because normally she has Saturdays off. And I'm like, and you can have Thursday off and I'll have Carrie come in and do your position and I'll just work the morning instead of doing my school. Sure. And she's like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm like, I'm like, well, really, you don't even need to do it because we have plenty of help. So, um, or I mean, you don't, yeah, that's what I mean. So she was off Thursday now. So then Carrie tells me that she can't work past noon that day because she has something to do. So she has to do the early morning shift no matter what, which to be fair is what she was scheduled as, right? Mm-hmm. So then I have to go back to Leanne and I'm like, well, I guess I don't have to yet. I'm like, fine, I'll just come in and, and do the shift that you were going to do because that shift still ends at 2.30 and I can still get home in time to pick up my kids. <coughs> so, like the next day, I get a notification from the school and they've scheduled the spring programs, like the music programs. But instead of having just one spring program now, they're doing it per classroom. So each classroom is having their own program and they're doing it during the school day right in the classroom. So Angela's ends up being tomorrow at 1210, which isn't a huge deal. I'll just have to leave work like a half hour before I probably should, but it's still before lunch. But Autumn's is on Thursday morning at nine o'clock after I already fucked the entire schedule up. (laughs) So now I had to ask Leanne if she could still work on Thursday instead of taking it off. Mm -hmm. And... She can't do the early morning AM shift, so I still got to go in for a little while. Whatever. It's just a mess. But anyway, my point is, I miss it when school programs were just like at 6 o'clock in the evening. Everybody could go. Right. It's nice and easy. And I know they've been doing yeah. them like during the school day the last however many years, decades. But like they've never done it classroom by classroom until this year. So it just irritated me that 
that, and there's not a whole lot of notice. Like if they would tell you a month in advance or even two weeks instead of a week in advance, yeah, then, then maybe. And, um, it's probably more annoying to me because I work 34 miles from where I live. So like if I lived in town, I could just pop out of work for 20 minutes and go to this program. Right. 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 Not a big deal. Exactly. That's the, down, the other side is they're probably a little bit shorter because they're individual classes, not the entire school. Mm-hmm. But that's not something you can practically do when you work that far out of town. So, Right. That, that's no, my other and gre- the, I have the same issue because and, – and Coley does now too because we both used to work uh, in town and we, we worked a mile from our house and a mile from the school. And now we we both work 35, 40 minutes away. And um, it's frustrating because the school loves to schedule things for during the school day. And sometimes I can work from home. I can make my work from home day that day and, and go to it and then go back and work from home. But not all the time. And like... This past Friday, they ske- they had scheduled something. They they wanted like a parent. I don't know. They put together some sort of parents um, tour or something to have parents tour the schools and give honest feedback, like on the schools and what the schools need to do differently and better. I don't know. So like they wanted the infrastructure. Me- yeah, I don't even know. I'm not even okay. sure. That was okay. that's well, that's the other complaint I have is that the communication from our school is just it's awful. It's very difficult to understand exactly what anything is ever. Um, so I don't know. They had called me. They had called Coley, and she was like, "I can't do it, but maybe you could try my husband." Oh, thanks, thanks a lot, babe. So they call me, and I at the time. I remember being like, yeah, well, I don't see anything on my calendar. I think that's fine. I'll I'll just make that my work from home day. Well, I couldn't make that my work from home day because last week my boss was actually out all week, which I didn't see that on the calendar, but whatever. So she, she ended up being out all week on vacation. She went to Florida. So I had to call them and be like, so I actually can't do that anymore because we, I, you know, I, I, I need to be in the office. If my boss isn't there, I, it's, I need to be there. And the lady was like mad at me. She, she didn't like <laughs> get verbally mad at me, but I could tell that she was you like. You could feel it? Yeah. 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 She was, she was, um, yeah. Annoyed. You maybe she's just maybe like, she's just yeah. I don't know. Like I I get I get that it's a much more fluid society we live in now than it was when when you and I were growing up. Even though there's an age difference, I'm sure it was similar because you grew up pre like instant access to messages and cell phones and things like that. The way we know them now, right? Um, and I also yeah. like I, I get like if I was a teacher I wouldn't want to have to stay way late after school to do these things like they don't get paid that great and they've all got their own children and their own lives and things to to get to as well so I understand doing the 
programs during the school year or during the day. I just wish that it was scheduled earlier. Yeah. And, you know, so we could all plan around it. Also, like, yeah, no, it's, I, I agree. When I was growing up, like, the sports structure was different. I don't, I can't explain it because it's hard for me to remember, but there's always something happening now between wrestling, baseball, football, basketball, volleyball. Like there's always yep. some, some season going on throughout the school year. Yep. So it's pretty hard. I would imagine to schedule performances for after school. Once you get to, you know, elementary level. Um, so I understand all that. And I don't know. I, I do. Your, does, does your school use remind? How do they communicate? Yeah, I think, um, uh, they had used Remind. Now, um, Coley's on there, and I forget what it's called. I never was sent a link to register, so I just haven't. So they um, use a similar program, just not Remind, I imagine. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. So our and school does pretty good with good communication. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say they're poor communicators. I think the spring program thing i don't know that that was a poor communication issue or they just hadn't decided but once they decided mm-hmm. they send it out oh anyway but yeah we get like i like remind i think it's great that all the coaches use it all the teachers use it things like that <coughs> oh coaches use it huh mm-hmm. hmm that's yeah. good i i had to text my parents my my kids parents when i was coaching oh well, I wish it had a program, but text is fine, I guess. Yeah. I mean, remind is free. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> you got. I mean, you got to convince everybody to download the app, although you can get it just in text message form. You can just do SMS or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. All right that's all my rants. I think it's time yeah. to call it. Yep. Yeah. I don't have any more rants that I can okay. think of anyway. Okay. All right. Well, but, thank you for joining yeah. me, Daniel. Thank you for joining me as well. It was a pleasant discussion. Nice to chat. It's been two weeks, almost three weeks. Three weeks. It's been three weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's been three, three weeks, weeks since which is too me. long. One week too yes. many. One moment what was that? is not soon enough That's right. to be with you yeah. again. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. All right, Daniel. You be safe, buddy. No more road rage. If that asshole in the ram comes up behind you, you just don't let him in. Don't let him in. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. gonna. Yeah. Nope. Nope. We could talk about road, road rage sometime, actually. We didn't get into that, but I really... I have I have a one specific story that I could tell sometime. All right, gotta remind let's do me. it. I will. Yeah, sometime. I don't have the energy right now. But. Okay. And thank you, good listeners, for joining us for this episode of Of Course We Have a Podcast. We'll be back next time. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Check you Bye. later. See ya.